That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast to rewatch, relitigate, dissect, appreciate, debate the politics, philosophy, everything else to do with Batman v Superman one minute at a time. We are in the thick of it. I love how I think the first episode we're like, this is not to relitigate the movie. <laughs> and now we're like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to talk about we're everything. Like, we're just doing it. <laughs> It works that we're both on the same side, I guess, in terms of the litigation, but yeah, we've passed the first two of the three minutes that are devoted to the news segment, examining how the world is seeing and, I guess, disagreeing on, on Superman's role in the world at the time of the movie. We are bringing it home. Are you prepared for the big question here, Stephen? Oh, I'm, yes. You always throw me these questions. I got to say something, like, and I guess it's going to lead into the intro. You're going to say, there I'm is. like... This is such a responsibility for me, and it's almost like my action or inaction is going to impact it regardless unless you edit it out. Would you tell a parent that Stephen Colbert could could have provided a proper intro <laughs> audio segment but didn't? Yeah. Let's get into this. Are you, as a United States senator, personally comfortable saying to a grieving parent, Superman could have saved your child, but on principle, we did not want him to act. I'm not saying he shouldn't act. I'm saying he shouldn't act unilaterally. What are we talking about here then? Must there be a Superman? There is. I, I said in the previous episode, I, I'm, I lack clarity on this one. And I think obviously that kind of is fitting with what the minute actually presents. But we are presented with all of this banter about philosophical hypotheticals and, you know, the the political ramifications and all of that. We return to Charlie Rose interviewing Senator June Finch, giving her a human direct personal example, which I will probably have played the audio from. <laughs> and so we don't need to go over that. But basically it is the idea are you really saying that if Superman could prevent a tragedy on our principle, which is what we're talking about here, we would prefer that he not do it? And I feel like that is the corner that this kind of talk gets into. It is like the slippery slope or it is the eventuality of even when we're talking about the Nairomi thing, like would you rather he just not do anything mm -hmm. and then people die because of it? I will say this is the one time I feel like the movie doesn't actually offer me clarity on that. I, I would say I disagree, but I don't know. I'm not going to say, I don't think maybe clarity is not the right word, but I think that Finch's answer, well, she says he shouldn't act unilaterally. And the Charlie Rose's reaction is mine, which is then what are we even talking about here? Um, Should he ask permission? Is that what you're saying? Because that is, I think that's like, to your point, that's definitely the, the political public servant response, which is right. Well, I would ask him to not do it without conferring with the constituents yeah. first and having all sides agree that this is the right thing to do. Oversight. Yes. Yeah. I think that that is a, a good way of throwing into sharp contrast the human dilemma in Superman because 
he has a conscience, like we, with all our talk of Dr. Manhattan, he has a conscience, he has emotions, he has personal relationships and experiences that will compel him to act. And June, on behalf of the American government, or I guess government in general, really, is saying, yeah, but we would prefer that he not act on his own. <laughs> and remember, this is where we left things off, too, in Man of Steel. So when you talk about this being like a direct sequel to Man of Steel, that's the question that's posed in that second to last scene in the movie mm -hmm. where um, Swanwick, or a.k.a. Martian Manhunter, is, is the uh, – are you effing – actually, it's hilarious now knowing <laughs> that Martian Manhunter said, are you effing stupid? Um, <laughs> and it was his, you're just going to have to trust me. I'm, I'm here to help, but it has to be on my own terms. You're yeah. just going to have to trust me. Why should he get to decide the terms? You're just going to have to trust him. Yeah. So so Rose's question then, which is obviously it's it a – Must there be a Superman, Amazing Adventures Superman number 247 written by Elliot S. Magan, who is another DC veteran along with uh, Kurt Swan and Murphy Anderson. It was uh, one of the stories in that issue that raised the, the question, had um, – Certainly not to this level, but the political question, where does Superman's responsibility and where does his, I guess, subjectivity, like where is that line drawn on who he's going to help and who he, how he might make things worse by helping? Yeah. On a very broad level. I, I think like my, I don't really have an issue with this minute. I think the fact that there is no answer is as much the filmmakers and the writers saying, yeah, this is the problem. This is the question we get to. And there isn't one B because I get her saying he shouldn't just get to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And Charlie Rose is saying, well, yeah, but what about those times where his personal conscience is human? You know, I mean, that that is we see those in real crises when his actions are determined by the fact that his girlfriend is in trouble as opposed to <laughs> there's there's a I mean you look at the situation in Nairobi and that's the type of thing that could trigger like World War 3, right? Like world wars yep. have been started over less than that, right? If they if people found out the US was meddling there then all of a sudden you have treaties being triggered and and it can grow up to an international incident real quick all because he wanted to save his girlfriend. He wanted to cross into a, you know, a, a no fly zone or a demilitarized zone yeah that we would have preferred he not because he would complicate things politically rather than perhaps thinking beyond politics can you can you explain to me why charlie rose follows up that line of questioning by saying must there be a superman um because he there he i feel like they're trying to answer questions sort of about how to deal with him and they're talking in circles, um, which leads to the obvious question of like, okay, so if there's no, there's no end, right? There's the circle; it, it it feeds back into itself. So is the is the circle like why why does the circle exist? And um, yeah, because I guess that's saying like, if it's not him, it's the United States military, or yeah, or like, can we just ask him to to? To not act at all, or do we need to kill him, or like whatever it is that he's saying? But he's he's saying, well, we're trying to decide how to instruct him how to behave. When should he be behaving in any way at all? Like, like he we didn't he didn't exist a few years ago. So why are we just stuck in this now? And yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a much, that's a very good way because because that's her answer is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I I personally think it's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, actually, is there is because it's so 
it's such a perfect answer without answer. That's not an answer. Or it, it answers the question, but it doesn't answer the problem. Yeah. It's the Gordian knot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like someone saying, you know, if Superman can be anywhere in the world stopping everything, how does he decide? Like, yeah. That's yeah, that's the point. That's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's he's got to do that. That sounds he? like a character you write a lot of stories about. And so when people talk about once again the meta aspect of this movie, people asking, you know, do we? Is this what a Superman story has to be about, or does Batman have to be in a Superman story? Even like, why? Why is this the sequel to Man of Steel? It's like, well, how do you? How, how do you not? These questions all have to be answered. No, we don't have the answer. We can't not ask them. <laughs> well, yeah, and this does feel like the kind of eventuality we would end up at if we rewind to when we were talking earlier in the movie about how it is the dream to just get to do what's right. You get to just do yeah. what you think is right. Then, okay, well, we end up here because everybody wishes that they could do that. Or you you look at an international crisis and say, why can't we just do the thing? Yeah. This is why, right? Because no mm -hmm. one's no one's going to agree on what the right thing is and whether it's a Superman or a super army. Yeah. Or a super ballistic missile, super yeah. drone. Well, and everybody's got got interests also. And so when when like the the government is asking is talking about like oversight or sort of is it by his will or by ours, they're not just talking about like is he going to do the right or the wrong thing. They're saying is he going to do what, what we want him to do. Yeah. Not because they're looking at governing his conscience, but because they're looking at governing their own interests. About is he, you know, did our oil uh, supply get impacted by what he did in Nairobi or did our trading relationship with a ally of Nairobi or whoever get impacted because of that um, or, you know, whatever, a million different things. Um, or now are we going to be expected to do that for everybody? Are we going to be, are we now the world police and we have no, no options? Now is Superman dedicated to solving foreign conflicts when we need him at home? Yeah. Um, saving people in Metropolis. What was I supposed to do? Let them all die? <laughs> Boy, Pa Kent was really, he had seen enough of the world to know that. Exactly. Well, it's the exact same question and it's the yeah. exact same answer too, right? But it's now, this is what Pa Kent was talking about in that moment. This is why he didn't have the answer. And yeah. and so when people get mad about that moment, that's what Pa Kent is doing is his son, is his, no answer. his like 10 year old son or 12, however old his son is, is saying, like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, you are. <laughs> and if we look at the timeline, it would be like, hey, we're in the middle of, like, the Persian Gulf War right now. Yeah, exactly. And so for him, he's thinking, like, yeah, so people find out that you can do this. Are you going to be expected then to go there and solve that? And, like, if you don't limit yourself, you're going to end up in a real moral uh, hell. Yeah. In about 20 years. I think I, I appreciate that. As Charlie Rose is saying, what are we even talking about here? We see uh, Clark shaking his head in yeah. frustration watching this because he's clearly watching, which again is, is I guess, another case of him looking at the problem and, yeah. and wanting to – he cares about how people are viewing him, but also cares about, I guess, what Senator Finch has to say about him in particular. Yeah, well, it seems like he respects her. He's been watching and he appreciates – her yeah. because she she of everybody here seems to be the one that has a she's grappling with it she is not mm -hmm. trying to implement controls on him yeah maybe that's why he was so mad 
Because she's asking the same questions. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, maybe he was hoping that she would have the answer. I mean, I'm sure he would love for somebody to tell, like, think about how good it would be for his conscience <laughs> for someone to say, do go there and do this. And then now the repercussions when the, when the, the laying farm loses their, their cows because of the, yeah, the, him diverting the river, it's not his problem anymore. He was yeah. just doing what he was told. But I love, I, I alluded to this a little bit in the last minute, but I also feel like this, is that moment that brings us the perspective of why is he watching this? He's watching this because he has that same internal conflict. This conflict isn't just one that everybody is having, but it's one that he's having internally. And then you go back to Vikram and yeah. saying, maybe he's just a man trying to do the right thing. And literally I love how they, they shot this because I don't know if there was anything else cut from this scene or whatever, but he pulls a napkin <laughs> off of his lap. Right. So he's, I feel like, the way I picture this, he's got like a TV dinner. <laughs> totally, <laughs> right? yeah. He's like just a dude sitting on a couch watching TV, trying to fit. <laughs> like it's so every man. And to use that as the transition out of this whole like conundrum, must there be a Superman? There is. And there he is on the couch at home. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what answers. I think it's, it's worth thinking this this Clark is not the one who came in with the bag of flowers and groceries to Lois. Right. Well, it's the same one that asked the question to Pa Kent. He's been asking himself that same question for 30 years. Oh, I feel for him. I, I, he, he responds to this in the way so many people would by calling his mom. <laughs> yeah. I know how you feel about this a minute. <laughs> yeah. I think we get just the, the phone ring and then the light in the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the minute ends, but it's a good. I thought you were going to say you love how this gives a new perspective on uh, Clark and Lois's apartment. Oh, I do. I I, I I I didn't write that down, but I didn't think about that when I was watching the minute. It's like what um, else is in here? So they it's have so, the TV. It's so it's so comfy. It's so like when it's it's cluttery, but it's also clean. Yeah, I feel for him. I really like his sweater in this one too. I'll put that on the record. <laughs> also. So how many shots do we have of him cooking or eating food and watching TV? Notice how many times it does that in this movie? I guess I I already said it's very everyman of them, but it's very deliberate of like, no, he's just, he's a, he's a guy. Uh (laughs) Maybe he's not some devil or Jesus figure. Um, He's he's, just some guy trying to figure out the right thing to cook. Yeah. He's just making eggs in his underwear or eating a TV dinner, (laughs) watching the news. Like... It's a moment that that sticks with me. Charlie Rose and Superman saying, "What what are we talking about here?" Yeah. What we really need is a very visceral enemy <laughs> <laughs> to enter the picture doing something that Clark and Superman can unequivocally say is wrong and that he can stop right now. Yes. He needs yeah, no more no more gray areas. He needs a someone just pure pure black. No gray. Yeah. <laughs> Just someone cloaked in darkness and wrongness and crime. Riding a black horse. Oh, my goodness. So we will, in the next minute, uh, we will find out what he is going to talk about with Ma Kent. Yeah. With Pa clearly on his mind. But until then, must... If Superman can be anywhere in the world stopping everything, how does he decide? Like, yeah. That's yeah, that's the point. That's that's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's he's got to do that. That sounds he? like a character you write a lot of stories about. 